Hello and welcome to a new episode of Pat's Chat. Today I'm with Wanda. She's from the Philippines, but currently in Dubai. A very interesting uh, setup. Hi, Wanda. How are you today? All good. Thanks, Pat, for for inviting me, and thank you for this time. Thanks, thanks a lot for uh, joining me today. I'm looking very forward to that. Uh, so I just mentioned you're uh, originally from Philippines. Uh, we know Philippines is a, a big country. Where exactly are you from? I'm actually from the province, so it's like three hours away from Manila. It's called Lucena City. Oh, okay, but it's still the same uh, island than uh, Manila. Ah, uh, yes, actually, it's in the same island of Manila. It's in Luzon. Okay, nice. Uh, so you grew up there. You did the school there, um, but not in the capital. How how was that? How was life at the, that time when you grew up? When I was grew up, life was simpler than it is now. <laughs> you know, I always tell my kids, you are very fortunate. You have everything you need at your fingertips. So if they need something with their subjects, they just have to Google it. And every answer is available to them. And I always keep on telling them, you know, when I was their age, I have to spend my weekends on the library. And it was kind of tough for me because, you know, um, my dad died when I was nine. So it it was you know when when he left this world it was it was a three hundred sixty degree shift for the family so you know it's about working hard to to really become the person I am today because I have to work my way through college I was working and studying at the same time and but thankfully all of those really helped me a lot. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. What what did you uh, study? Um, actually, I'm an accountant. I'm a certified okay. public accountant by profession. So okay. initially, I was dreaming when I was a child. I said I wanted to be a nurse or a nun. Oh, okay. <laughs> but, okay. but it became an but, accountant. <laughs> yes, because see, my dad died. And even going through college, my mom cannot really sustain it. So I was in first year already. But then my mom said, I think at some point she said, we cannot support your schooling anymore and you have to stop. And um, that time, because nursing, of course, definitely we, we cannot afford it, just moving to accountancy. And my first year, I was doing very good. And I just spoke to my dean that time and I told him, I'm going to leave, um, you know, the school. And thankfully, he, I think he saw something uh, potential in me. And he said, um, you, we're launching a scholarship foundation and you will be one of those who are qualified to, to have that. So that sustained me through the years. And I also have to, one of the things I did is I studied so hard so I will get the um, school scholarship. So I have 50% of the, the foundation, 50% from the school. And from working, then I got to cover the other fees that I have to pay. So that's yeah. how I survived. Uh, <laughs> I <college>. understand. And, <laughs> uh, and in, in the meantime, you became quite a successful accountant or uh, moreover, an uh, uh, auditor. You're a senior uh, internal auditor. Um, but also, you're a founder of your own company, uh, Cult and Training Consultancy, which we uh, talk a little bit more about uh, later. But uh, the next thing I, I'm uh, really interested is, uh, of course, your, your, your relocation to uh, Dubai. Um, I think it was like 10, 11 years ago. What, what made you uh, move uh, far away from home? Actually, that was 14 years ago. I moved in oh, Dubai okay. in February. <laughs> wow, it's a long time. It will tell my age. <laughs> I moved to Dubai in February 13, 2006. And 
I know I always have this burnout to bliss scenario, and I think it always starts with the job. See, in the Philippines, I was very fortunate to work with Intel Philippines. I was having a very good role. I was handling corporate and individual taxation. And I was about to be moved to Singapore to handle a regional job. But, you know, working with Intel is very empowering, but it was also very stressful at the time. So I was only having breaks to eat <laughs> and just really eating in the evening when I come home. I have so much on my plate that I, I'm really working so much. And I was telling myself, this is not the kind of life that I wanted. I wanted to live, you know, a normal, balanced life because I know it will kill me in the process. So I started to look around of this job is good, but I think it could be better. So I started asking some friends around. Um, and one of my friends is in Dubai. She's been here like five, six years already. So I just asked her, um, how's Dubai? What do you think? Is there any opportunity for me? So that opened up a conversation and she said, just send me across your resume and I'll just distribute it. And one day, surprisingly, I got a call. <laughs> While I was walking on the streets, I got a call. Um, it's like a Friday. Then somebody called me. This is Emirates Ellen from Dubai. You need to come to Dubai on Sunday for an interview. So I thought it was a prank call. <laughs> Imagine, it's like, okay, Friday, Sunday, I have to fly, I have no visa. So I was like, I, I, I wasn't sure it was, you know, a real call. And it wasn't very clear because I was walking on the street. So I just said, um, okay, I cannot hear you clear. Can you just call me back? But then I realized I dropped a very uh, good opportunity. So I kept on praying. Thankfully, they called back after two weeks, inviting me for an interview in Dubai. So I came to Dubai for an interview in December 2005 at that time. And thankfully, I got hired. And I moved to Dubai in February 13, 2006. Because I have to serve the you know, tenure. <laughs> but it was really about that burnout situation. I know I, if I move to Singapore, um, it will be better for me. And I also, you know, I, I tried to differentiate what growth would have been for me if I moved to another industry, to another country. And mm. it's been a journey that really has continued to help me grow personally and yeah, professionally. Yeah. Interesting, yeah. I I uh, I see that. So you're 14 years, let's say, in uh, Dubai now. What uh, like you moved there, but you also stayed there. What what made you really stay? What motivated you to stay? Um, first, so I was into the airline industry. It was very interesting. I was learning a lot. I was also traveling a lot. So it was, you know, as, as a, at a very young age, this is the, the dream, right, to travel the world. So I was really liking the job and I had, I met multiple nationalities, I travel, I, so I, I really enjoyed it. But also at some point in time, it, after working for more than 10 years, so it was 2014, I had another burnout situation. <laughs> so after 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 getting uh, so I was really I, I was I was getting promoted uh, one year after another and finally I landed my audit manager position. But at some point in 2014, you know, after reaching everything you've wanted, so at that time at 2014, I, I'm already an audit manager, and I'm only one of the very uh, one of the 17 managers in Emirates Airline that time was Filipino. So that was really you know, at the peak of my career. And I already have, I'm married. I had two kids at that time. I have a great husband. But you know, at some point, I, I, I reached a point where I was feeling unhappy. 
I was stressful for no reason. I am always sickly. I cannot understand. So I was like, um, I, am I back in that, you know, same Intel burnout scenario? So, and I had to step back and think of how do I want my life to look like five or 10 years from now? So one day I told my husband, um, I want to be a housewife. <laughs> you can imagine the shock on my husband's face. Oh, okay. So I was telling him, um, there, there were a couple of scenarios that led to that discussion because, you know, I was unhappy for no reason and it was affecting every relationship I have with my kids, with my husband, with, with my colleagues. I don't feel the motivation to work in it. I told my husband, I want to be a housewife because I had so much guilt, you know, as a working mom. You have so much stress in the office when you come home. You have to take care of my kids were only two and four at that time. So it was really, um, th there's too much on my plate. And I felt so much guilt when I missed their schools, when I cannot be there when I'm sick. Um, so I was telling my husband, I, I cannot miss those critical years for the kids. And I think that's the one that I am missing the most. So I want to be a housewife. <laughs> okay, okay. So... <laughs> so as, you know, I, my husband just said at the time, okay, just park it. The kids are small and you're at the peak of your career, so we'll park it. But really, one thing led after another. One day, my husband told me that the, there's um, there, um, some of the staff in Dubai in their company is going to release a few people. So he needs to find another job. And thankfully, on the same company, he got relocated in Malaysia. So actually, that relocation of him in Malaysia is the answer to my housewife dream. <laughs> but, but should I continue? There's another but there. So I was yeah, yeah, a housewife. So I was a housewife, but you know, working for 16, so that time is 2016 when I got the dream of becoming a housewife. And Initially, I was like very happy. It's like, this is what I've always wanted, you know, taking care of my kids, bringing them to school, um, preparing things for them, full, fully, you know, fully physically being present all the time. But at some point also, um, it killed me. <laughs> so I was like, I was very tired physically, but mentally I felt like I haven't achieved anything. I haven't earned any money also. So my, I think I was experiencing at some point a stay-at-home depression. And I was telling my husband, I think I cannot be a housewife full-time. <laughs> so I was telling him, I think I have another dream. <laughs> so I was like, okay, what do you want to do? And I was just like, I want to continue training and coaching. Mm -hmm. And I still want to do consulting because, you know, if you've been auditing for 20 years and that massive experience is something I am not letting go and I want to capitalize on. So I was telling him, uh, I want to be a consultant then I, because of my love for training and coaching and because of the results I had with my students. I was telling him, this is the way I want to go. And he said, okay, so do what you want. So that is when I then formalized and registered my company in the Philippines. Oh, okay. Um, so that, I that, see. that is what all happened. <laughs> so how uh, that's how one thing led to the other one. But I think uh, really a turning point in your life seemed to have been this uh, burnout that you just described in uh, 2014. And um, it looks like from what I read, like uh, you you were able to like really self 
uh, not heal, but how you say, like, like treat it um, to, to get out of this uh, negativity and, and the burnout itself. How, how was that experience or how did you even figure out like you're burning out and you need to do something uh, about it? So at that time, you know, when I was experiencing stress and normally women and like me, I do retail therapy. <laughs> so, okay, I will look forward to weekends and do my retail shopping. But at some point, that retail shopping is not serving any purpose anymore. So I was like, there's no meaning to it. And I, my body was failing me also. And, you know, my kids start to ask me, mommy, are you okay? So they always ask me that question because, you know, kids, without speaking, they can feel your emotions. Um, one day, my husband also asked me, are we okay? Um, is there something wrong with us? And so I had... Thankfully, at that moment, I had the courage to tell him um, that time, it's not about you, it's about me. And I need to find that answer to myself. So allow me to find myself, please. <laughs> so when my husband, thankfully, um, allowed me, so I, go, I went from one training after another. I cannot count how many. But one training after another led me to finding the answer to life's most difficult questions. Um, I had so much mentor that I can mention of that helped me. But truly moving out from the burnout to bliss is uh, uh, you know, one step after another. <laughs> and it's a decision I personally took because I cannot let my kids suffer because of what I, I'm going through. I cannot let that relationship suffer with my husband. So I really took it to myself that I have to do something about it. And... Mm -hmm. Actually, when I changed, that is when everything changed also. So personally, for me, after doing the trainings, applying what I learned, um, you know, I became healthier. I, I'm never sick, really. I, I had so much energy, so much. There's so much that I can do that I thought it's not possible. And even but that career invention from, you know, as an audit manager, you know, you're, my thinking before was, what, what's there for me when this is my career, my life, or like, you know, <laughs> most of my life. But I was thinking, I have to move forward. So that's why I had this idea of, oh, I can always reinvent myself. <laughs> mm -hmm. And I, I really moved from one um, activity to another. That really led me to finding, oh, this training and coaching is what I'm going to do and Tell you know my old age, so I will just I will just do it because this is what gives me so much joy. Understand, understand, and and uh, obviously the training and the coaching that you you got was uh, closely related to um, NLP and the neuro linguistic programming. Uh, that is what you're uh, went into. That's what you're also using as a, a method or a tool. Uh, maybe you can give a rough uh, summary about NLP because that might not be like familiar. Not everyone might be familiar really with that. I think it's also a huge topic uh, from your point of view. How how do you explain like uh, people in easy words what the NLP is about? You know, when I bump into these trainings. Um one of the trainings I will say that I want to give credit to is the NLP uh, that changed my life on a different uh, wavelength. So NLP is all about the study of how your mind works. And, you know, um, going back to the many mentors I've been, um, if you look at Napoleon Hill, he said, whatever your mind can believe, you can achieve. And when I started to understand how my mind works and work it to however I wanted it, 
it work well for me. And if you look at it, actually, it's, it's in many principles of even, even in religion. It's, it's all about, you know, understanding how your mind works scientifically. And there's one phrase that I always um, like to say, you know, even in, in, in the Bible, it says, renew your mind and you will see God's pleasing and perfect will. And if I might, I always say I am a testimonial of that. When I renewed my mind and changed really the mindset, that is really how I experienced God's pleasing and perfect will to see that every burden was meant to be a blessing to me. Every struggle was I know, a success story in the making. And every test that I had in the past has become a testimonial of, of where I am now. So, and it's really about understanding how your mind works because, you know, our mind is still on the primitive stage. You know, it's always in the protection mode and the fear mode, but really it's telling you something. And when you can, you know, decode that and make use of that every information that your mind's telling you, that's really the the most powerful also because um, it's the most powerful than any computer or anything that, ever will be in- invented from my experience. Mm, okay, I understand. Uh, can, can you give me maybe a few examples on, on how do you approach that or like samples of uh, specific NLP methodologies or, or tools that you're using? Okay, there are a couple of um, NLP methodologies that I use. So I always use the visualization technique, as they call it. So it's about, because, you know, the reality is that the past, the present, and the future is not known to mind. So, Pat, let's say, for example, if you have a nightmare, um, do you, are you still scared when you wake up? Oh, that's a specific uh, question to me. Yeah. <laughs> um, when you have a nightmare, do it's you a feel good question scared? because I cannot even remember when I had a nightmare last time. I mean, a, a really terrible one. But I think probably if it's really a terrible nightmare, yeah, when I wake up, I would still remember it, right? I would. I might be still like quickly scared about it. That's the truth. It's not only you. And I'm very happy to hear that you're not having those nightmares because during this time, a lot of people are going through a lot and it's translating to their dreams. And when they wake up, they're like (laughs) really scared. You know why? Because our mind doesn't know what's past, what's present and what's future. So we are actually in this moment being scared, but it's actually either an event of the past, which could be a nightmare. It could be a bad situation that happened in the past, or it can be your fear of the future. A lot of the future, a lot of people now are very scared, you know, um, they're on a panic mode because they're threatened of the uncertainty of the future. But there's something always called the power of the present moment, as they call it. Because, you know, if you just move yourself back on the present, everything is perfect in the present moment, like you're breathing, you know, you're okay. And how do I use that time? It's called timeline technique in NLP. So if I want something to happen, if I have a very big dream in the future, so I always look at how do I see myself five or ten years from now? So I will have those, those big goals. And from the future, I will think of what do I need to do today <laughs> that will bring me there. And similarly, I will also ask the question, what do I have in the past that I can capitalize on the present that will bring me that goal that I want in the future? 
And that timeline technique works in many ways. You can use it as visualization to, to, to think about the big goals. I've used those techniques also in healing trauma. You know, a lot of people are scared of something. And it's all about, you know, an event of the past. Like, for example, uh, one of my clients had a trauma on blood. And it was, you know, she wasn't aware how it is impacting her overall. But really, if you have some trauma in your life, it's called a success block, as I call it. Because it's an event of the past that keeps you from doing something. So I had a client, she had a, a trauma from blood. And when I just deep dive into her, it was about there was a fight between the parents during that time. And there was a, some blood somehow so she was very scared up to this date up, up to 30 plus years imagine she was carrying that pain with her so we just had to use the timeline technique to go back to that situation and really you know help her become at peace with that and unexpectedly what happened with her is that you know she was able to pass the architecture exam which she's been wanting to do for like five six years of her career but that that simple healing led to something. Also, like, for example, one of my clients had the fear of earning more income. Oh. So she's been, yeah. I wasn't actually, aware a lot you of can, people. yeah. <laughs> I wasn't aware you can you know, have a fear of that. Oh, actually, I also had that fear. So let me share mine first. I'm going to share my yes, client. Sure, so when, yes. I moved, when I moved from being um, an audit manager to a consultant, it's a shift of being an entrepreneur, right? And, you know, our mind is always... Um, happy with what is normal and it's always fearful of the change and as a successful entrepreneur I've met a lot of women who are very successful in business but they were either divorced or separated so at some point I didn't know I had a block of you know being uh, scared before as a successful entrepreneur because I was afraid of losing my family in the process and my core value is family so and that time, I was work. Uh, my first client when I took the, my company on is Emirates, my previous company, and they took me as a consultant. In our agreement, they were supposed to pay me for one month after the service, but it's been six months. <laughs> my my money is not coming, so I was like, there has to be something wrong. There, I have, I must have something blocked inside of me that's preventing me from what I want because really everything that you want also wants you but it's your block of receiving that's really stopping that so I and then one day I woke up and I realized that oh my god I was scared of being successful because of the many women I met so I had a conversation with my husband in the morning when he woke up I said can I be a successful entrepreneur and he was really very close what is this question again <laughs> So I told him about, I, I wasn't aware myself that I had that block. So I just, I just told him, frankly, I wanted to be a successful entrepreneur, but I want you to be there with me in the process of doing that. And I, I, I you know, you're very valuable and I want to make sure of that. And then he just said, yes, of course, I want you to be successful. You know, when, my, when I heard that from my husband, you know, on the same day, I got the money that I was waiting for six months. So that was a success block for me. And that was, um, and then one of my clients also. So she's been, uh, she doesn't have that regular position, permanent position in the company. So she's not getting the regular benefits of an employee. 
And I was, she was telling me, you know, um, I always wanted to get this promotion. This will give me more money, blah, blah, blah. Then I just asked her the question, what will happen? Or what's your fear of receiving the money? And then she said, oh, I'm scared to have more money or to even get that permanent position because when I do, I will have a higher salary than my husband. So I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> so this is an assumption in her mind, especially women like us. We do have a lot of assumptions that stays in our mind. So I have to prompt again and ask, so did you really ask your husband or is this your uh, assumption? <laughs> and then she said, uh, it's, it's, it's her. she have to ask. She's not sure. And then I also asked with her, do you share your money with your husband? I mean, it's a family um, money at the end of it. She said, definitely. So I was telling her, so if the money is going to benefit the whole family, what is stopping you? And she's like, oh, just the fear. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we did a simple exercise using NLP tools to, you know, to think of the future. What does she want for the future, that permanent position? And deal with that past assumption she had with her mind. And, you know, on the next day, she got that email from HR that her permanent position is already in process and she got that in three months. Mm. Interesting. So yeah. it's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's very, it's, you know, the, the good thing about NLP is that it, people put it a lot in a box because a lot of people complicate it. But I think it's about clarity of your mind and how to use it to your maximum mm. because you do have fears and the, the mind doesn't mark it as right or wrong. It just wants to protect you. So yeah. for my situation, it's protecting me from having a bad relationship with my husband. Similarly, for my client, it was like that. But mm -hmm. see, when you remove that block, it opens your life to many more blessings. And even NLP works also for, um, I thought clients also heal the broken heart and find a partner in life. So a lot of people, you know, they're in misery of, yeah, I've always wanted this dream guy, blah, 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 blah. But they don't get it. And, you know, you always have to clear because it's, again, the, the future is what they want, but they have so many hurts in the past. And if you don't deal and make peace with those hurts, it will never open up for you. So I had to deal with the client again using NLP tools to help her heal the broken heart and move forward in life. You know, she's happily married. And a lot <laughs> okay, of my clients nice. have found really, you know, they always say, Oh my God, I, I, you know, I always have clients. I never knew it was going to happen that I found the guy that I really wanted. You know, they, they dream of this guy never existed. But once we have cleared those blocks, they really mm -hmm. found the exact, you know, how the physical appearance, the traits, it, it works like magic. And, and not only that, like one of my clients also, was able to top notch. She said, I want to be promoted and I think getting a certification will help me get more chances. And when she took the examination, she was able to rank second in the world out of 4,967 examiners. So, and it's, it's, NLP is very powerful. Initially, I was, you know, when I started doing this, I just learned NLP and I started sharing with others what worked for me because there are really many tools. You're going to be crazy if you learn everything. So I just simplified those complex NLP tools. I simplified it using my own techniques and I just pass it on to others. And it really was helping a lot of people and they were more successful than I am. 
So I was thinking, I must have done something right. <laughs> so <laughs> so I keep good, on yeah. using and using and using. I use it for my kids also. I use it in parenting. I use it in my daily life. So mm-hmm. it has really um, helped me in many ways. But it's really about using it correctly. Mm, I, I see it uh, probably helps for like uh, overcome worries or if you're scared about something, maybe even about uh, traumas. Um, when we look at the situation, the global situation today, I think there's a lot of uh, fears and uh, uncertainties also around um, that uh, people have, right? And um, I think probably it's good to, to have uh, more talks uh, to overcome these fears. Um, how, how do you approach that? I mean, when you, when you look at the global situation of the COVID currently. I agree with you, Pat. There's a lot of uh, things going on right now. I've hosted a lot of webinars. I discussed about how to move from panic to peace and how to move from burnout to bliss. <laughs> because really, <laughs> most, nice. <laughs> most people are scared now because the future is not certain. Mm-hmm. More than ever, these are unprecedented and challenging times. Because why? Our mind doesn't like change. That's the reality of it. Our mind is threatened by change. That's the number one principle that everybody needs to understand. Why? Because, you know, you're actually, you know, Pat, how much percent of your brain you're only using? Do you want to guess? (laughs) Yeah, I think I read it once, like uh, one or two percent or something like that. Uh, actually, a bit, a bit higher. So, a little higher. Yeah. Study, a little <laughs> higher. You are using less than ten percent of your brain power. Okay. Okay. Your ninety percent of your function is autopilot. Like your brain is already working autopilot to make sure you have the right heartbeat, the right blood pressure, that you're breathing normally, that your organs are functioning. It's doing too many things for you, but it's actually autopilot. And you know the job that you have. Is something that your mind is familiar to. You go to the office every day. You do the same things every day. But with the thing that happened now, it disrupted it totally. Mm. So that disruption is creating a lot of fear in everybody's mind. Because uh, let's do a simple exercise, Pat. Okay, can you do like this, Pat? Just cross your arms. (laughs) Okay. I want you to experience it. So just cross your arms like this. I want you to reverse it. Do the other way around. Yeah. I'm not sure if I can do that. What what do you mean like this? Ah, see, see, but first, see your experience. This is a very simple change. You just crossed your arm and I told you to reverse it. (laughs) Yeah. Number one, uh, this is the change that a lot of people are going through now. Number one, you don't know how to reverse it. So with what, whatever what's happening now, you're like, uh, uh, okay, there's a change. How do I react to it? I don't know because I'm not familiar. So that's why the mind is going crazy. What's going on? I don't know this. And second, the question to you, Pat, if you do the reverse one, how long are you comfortable to stay in the same position? Uh, I just felt it was weird, right? Because, well, you're not used to it, right? So even if I do it a second time, I have to think first. Um, yeah, not, not very comfortable, right? And, until you get really used to it. Yeah. See, people are not comfortable to change. Our mind is not comfortable to change. That's why a lot of diets fail. A lot of what you want fail. Because your mind will always go back to normal. You want to have a perfect weight, fine. But you always drop it in the middle of the process because your mind is not familiar with the new things you're doing, <laughs> with the new things you're eating. It just drops it in the middle. Said, I'm not familiar with it. It's, it's a threat to me. So I'm, <laughs> I'm letting go. So that is what's happening now. A lot of people are, cannot deal with the change because their mind is threatened by it. Mm-hmm. But also, th- that's why I always think 
tell people if you want to move from panic to peace always just just sit down and just inhale now you know look at your life now are you okay <laughs> because you know the good thing is okay when you're scared of you and then you ask yourself am i scared of the past or the future because if something of the past, then you have to do something to deal with it and make peace with it. Mm. And if you're thinking of your fear of the future, well, thankfully the future comes one day at a time. <laughs> so, true so yeah, that's very true. Right? So just digest it one at a time. Okay, what can I? Okay, then ask yourself also: If my scare is of the future, what is? What am I scared about? My job security. Okay, that's valid and that's true. And it's not only about you. That's what I always tell people. You know, you always carry the world. <laughs> but truth is that it's not only about you. This life is not unfair only to you. It's happening to everybody, every country, every nationality. You know, there, there's no discrimination. And everybody is given the same 24 hours a day. So the thing is, make use of your time now. What do I, if I am scared and fearful now, is it about the future? Okay. And then ask yourself, yeah, it's about my job security. And then the next question you have to ask yourself, what can I do today to make sure that, you know, my career will still be surviving in the future? So it's either do you need to up, you know, up level or do you need to learn new things to make sure you're still competitive? Because Ask yourself also, will your job be replaced by robots in the future? Because the future is happening now. And how can you thrive in the new normal? So you start asking, what, what am I going to do? Because the fear in your mind is just telling you, do something. Mm. And for me, Pat, you know, I've, I've learned how to use fear in a positive way. So like, for example, uh, sometimes, you know, you just wake up, you're just scared. For what? And then I was like, why am I scared? So I always ask my question, myself that question. What do I need to do today to, to stop the fear? And I always tell my mind also. Um, I always tell my kids the same. So like, for example, my kid the other day was crying. She said, mommy, I'm just, there's too many things I have to review. You know, she was so overwhelmed. So I just asked her, tell your mind, thank you for sharing because your mind just wants to protect you. Then I also asked her, ask your mind, what do you want me to do to feel comfortable now? And then she just said, oh, I need to review my, for my exams. I need to schedule it and I need to start at this time. If you do what your mind tells you to do, I'm telling you, um, this is how it's going to change also. And my clients, the good thing about coaching it's not about me. I've worked with a lot of clients, but it's not about me telling the solution to the client. It's about me helping the client find the solution from within. Because, um, and thankfully, my auditing uh, 20 plus years experience has helped me become a better coach. I don't have to learn what questions to ask. You know, a lot of coaches have, wait, wait, I have questions. <laughs> I have a question notebook. I don't even have to think about that because for the past 20 years, I've been auditing. I can see the problem the moment I saw you. I will know the problem. I will know how to find it. And I will also give you the solution. A lot of clients have come to me after meeting so many clients because some, uh, after a lot of coaches, because those coaches were not able to really zoom in and find the root cause of their problems. And it all starts with fear, but that fear can be your best friend as it is a best friend to me today. So I, I hope that's helpful. But really, fear is just telling you, do something. Just ask it, what do you want me to do?
<laughs> okay, wonderful. Thank, thank you very much. Uh, wonderful for sharing that. I really like that uh, example that you just uh, did with me. Uh, very interesting. A highly interesting topic also, I, uh, I have to say. Um, unfortunately, we don't have more time to talk about your books. I wanted to mention that, however, uh, that you authored five books. Maybe you can give me one sentence. Which, books, uh, which of the five book, books um, people should read right now? Oh, right now, one of the books, I have five books in Amazon, but really the, one of the best books I'll say I have is about Wife Life Secrets to be Happy, Healthy, Wealthy. Because this, <laughs> okay. is where, this is where I share my seven powerful mind tips for success. Because, you know, we women have a lot of struggles, especially the working women and the working moms. And I just shared how I was able to have really a happy, you know, you sometimes see it's not possible, but it's all possible for you to have a happy life, happy relationships, a healthy life also. And I think you really have wealth in many areas of your life, in finances, in relationships, in your career. It's all possible. And that is where all I shared my story, my struggles. And I hope that can help a lot of, it's not actually, it's, it's sharing of my story, but not only women or working moms, but I know a lot of men have read it actually and they, they they like the book it's very simple and you know it's it's straight to the point i simplify this complex nlp tool so it can be digestible and it can be immediately used by anybody okay wonderful thank you so much wanda for uh, your time thank you for sharing your experience and your stories and uh, your ideas uh, how nlp can uh, help people uh, today Thank you, Pat, for your time also. Okay. And uh, thank you very much uh, to you, the audience, for watching this video. I hope you enjoyed it. And uh, then I see you next week for a, a new episode of Pat Chat. Thanks and have a great day.